Uh, welcome back, everybody. I'm Matt. Welcome back. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys. Um, I want to just come back at you, kind of wrap up the season. Um, Sorry, we weren't here last week. I was sick. Yeah, Jimmy was sick. Um, yeah. Taking a while to get to the show this week. Uh, my son's been sick for a couple of days. so uh, But we're glad to be back. We're glad to uh, bring you one more show during the actual football season. Uh, if you will, we'll uh, we'll definitely get a um, a bull pick'em out there. So if you guys want to join us for the pick'em, yeah. um, you know we'll definitely cool. be we'll be around for that too. Probably get a couple shows in here and there. Um, I know in February we have our celebrity sports banquet for Nebraska Greats Foundation Check again this year. Um, so hopefully to get some good interviews there. Um, potential uh, Osborne, Scott Frost, Irving Fryer, those guys. Um, so it could be even better than last year, which I thought last year was pretty sweet. So. Last year um, exceeded my expectations. Exceed, yes, it did. Um, and we didn't really know what to expect when we got there. So it wasn't really hard to do, but it was pretty awesome. So this next year should be cool. Get your tickets if you guys are interested in coming. Um, should be a lot of really good Huskers there. We'll add some more signatures to the helmet here um, other than just Brandon Kinney on there. So, but I just like Brandon. It does. It does look good on there. And he did give us the helmet too. So yeah. um, so we'll talk a little bit about Husker football here. Um, talk a little bit about the recruiting, what's kind of been going on lately. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too deep into that discussion here, but I know – We've seen some stuff and kind of what's going on with the recruiting um, and the loss of some of a recruit specifically. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about the college football playoff too, which we got the SEC game on about to start here in a second. Uh, we had the Pac-12 last night, the Big Ten today so far. So the we'll Big get, 12. Or Big yeah. 12, yeah. So we'll get all that Big Ten tonight. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, and ACC tonight. So uh, let's go and kick it off. So we played Iowa last Friday. Um Again, not the outcome uh, anybody wanted. Um, it was pretty much the mirror, a mirror image of last year. Mm-hmm. We were down, we came back, um, either had a chance late or at least well, <laughs> we had to go to overtime. We got them into a long and third down they and they converted just they, like they, they did converted. last year. And actually last year was a fourth down. But, that's right. Um, yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, obviously that's five years in a row. Yeah, know. yeah, it's it's not it's not fun, um, and I definitely think again, I was Iowa really the better team? I don't. I mean, Iowa did look Iowa looked terrible. So did we. I think we I mean, both rec- record wise and record wise, yes, obviously. and and they won the game, so uh, yes, but you know they their offense wasn't great this year. They were finding a way to to beat teams low scoring or you know or lose low scoring games. Yep. But um, no, I thought Nebraska. Played a little better than I expected. Um, at least keeping it close. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a game we could win. I, mean, I really thought after the performance we had against Wisconsin, if we put up over 500 yards of offense, we could have played offensively like we did against Wisconsin without the turnovers. I think we well, would have won. But guess what happened just like did against Wisconsin is we score and then we give a special teams kick return. Same thing happened against Wisconsin when we started to gain some momentum, and then our special teams, we had no contain on the right side. And the two guys that were there pinched so hard to the left, the guy had a wide-open shot. Right, and, and I don't know if, you know, they need to rally some of the more some more coaches to step in and take over more responsibility on special teams. It shouldn't you be know, that hard. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be. I mean, <laughs> it shouldn't. Don't bring the ball well, in the end zone. I'll one kick thing the is, head. they need a kicker that can kick the ball deep enough to not let him return. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, you know, Adi Knolik or whatever his name was, uh, you know, Maher. Well, it's like guys can kick it out. Guys of the end zone. that can just kick it out. Yeah. We need guys like that. And hey, we got the the JUCO kicker from Iowa Western. Yeah. And he's ready. He said something on social media like, "Hey, uh, maybe next year I'll be blowing the kiss to the Iowa sideline." Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. funny. So. Um, yeah, I mean that that's part of it, but either way, I mean you got to be able to contain. The kicking game was was bad all all year, but better the last couple uh, games. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's his name came in and definitely could make it so close, and that was a, a yeah. big change. Matt Waldock. Yeah, Waldock. That's cool. Um, yeah, but, so I, I think um, if he sticks around next year and he's able to play, I know we had the uh, Harris Martin Harrison Martin 
Luther yeah. was, uh, who came in. He was a walk-on. Um, I think they picked him up late in the se- way late in the season, too. If we can get those two guys or even one of those two, I think we'll be in better shape next year in the kick Well, game. and, you know, Wandale was on a he was on a play count, a pitch count, if you will, play count. Yep. You know, if he was 100%, you know, how different does that game play out? Yep. Um, I did have Kurt, my buddy Kurt, he, you know, he's an Iowa fan, but he texted me, like, after, he texted me after the game, like, hey, thanks. <laughs> why, uh, why wouldn't you guys play McCaffrey the whole game? Mm-hmm. Like, thanks. If you would have, yeah. like, we probably would have lost. Yeah. lost, you know. I don't get it. And, um, and the, the reasoning afterwards is they had a set number of plays or set plays for both Vedral and McCaffrey in the game. I'm, I'm not really sure what they were doing bringing Vedral in. I mean, I like the kid. Uh, you know, he did some good things at different times throughout the year, but, I mean. It just seemed odd. Between Martinez and McCaffrey, they, you know, they're one and two. Well, and and they can get the job done. And you're, you're fighting for a bowl game, so why, why mess with something like that? Maybe they were thinking, you know, I was not going to prepare for Vedral, so if we throw them in there, they're not, you know, we're going to kind of yeah. mess things up, maybe, but all in all, you got to go with your best your best players. Yeah. You got to have McCaffrey on the field. Yeah, we, did, we didn't execute well. I, I, biggest problem in that game to me, the Iowa game, is couldn't tackle. I mean, that was again, the story of the year. Again, I mean, it was, it, it, if anyone watched the Cowboys, which I'm a Cowboys fan, if anyone watched that game on Thursday night, I kept telling Jimmy, this looks like Nebraska's defense. They couldn't tackle the damn guys. And trying to arm tackles, running by the guy with the ball instead of locking up with him, they'd run right by him. Guy would make a, sh- a quick little move. Yeah. I mean, uh, we couldn't tackle against Iowa. It killed I him. don't get it. Uh, obviously, some of those guys got – some of those defenders, those seniors got some senior bowl invites, um, which is good. You know, yeah. the, the the Davis brothers. And, Davis brothers um, and Jackson. Jackson and Darren Daniels, I think, got – Daniels has a pro bowl invite – or a pro uh, – NFLPA. Yeah. Whatever invites. Yeah. So that's good. Well, I mean, well, even I, in that game, we didn't get any push for our defensive line. And I don't know, you, probably, you probably saw what character posted. He said, "Here's what I think our biggest thing for next season on defense is getting the freaking pass rush." Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we had what we've talked about as I thought a pretty decent secondary. Yeah. Um, they like to kind of torch them in the in the media, but it's because those guys are on islands all the time. Uh, they didn't get tested a lot during the year. Boodle. Jackson, I mean, those guys weren't called a lot. Jackson was one of the best defenders in the Big Ten this year, one of the best corners. There's right. a reason why he's going to be a top talent in the NFL, a top pick in the first – not top pick, but he's going to be a first-round pick. You think he will be? I think he will be. I think he has what it takes. Um, but You know, just with how Nebraska's record was during his career at Nebraska, that might hurt him a little bit. I could see him maybe being a second-rounder. I don't think it's going to matter. I think what – Scouts are going to see is his size and his ability, and his potential, because um, they can yeah they can make him into whatever they want to in the NFL. Because I think he's someone you saw him get benched last year, come back off the bench and have well, an attack the rest of the and year. And he was a kid that came in thinking he was going to be three and out, you know, go three and yeah. three and out three three years into the yeah. NFL, and obviously with the coaching change and a lot of different <laughs> three different defensive coordinators, yeah. you know, that makes a difference. But yeah, but I think, I think he's a first rounder. Um, Zom, good point here. So Zom mentioned defense played extremely well in the second half. It, it really was. Yeah, the difference between I mean, first half and second half was tremendous with our defense. The yeah. first half, I should have pointed out, first half, we were we were garbage, but their offense isn't that good, so it could have been worse than what it, it was. It definitely could have been. And, yeah, I mean, maybe they stepped up a little bit. and We, you know, made some we did make adjustments, which is not something that we've done consistently yeah. throughout the year, so that was nice. But, but the, the problem of that game was offensive adjustments. We were still running the swing pass. The freaking swing pass. <laughs> I think everyone's sick of seeing that. My dad, <laughs> my dad said today, he said, uh, can I just give away my 401k for you guys to never throw a swing pass again? I said, or you could bet your 401k on the next play being a swing pass and you'll double. You'd probably double, yeah. So. That's true. Um, yeah, so I think everyone's kind of sick of seeing that swing pass. And it works for some teams, but we got to have guys that can block. And last year it worked for us. Every once in a while, because we had, um, well, and we have guys that can block. It's just, but last I mean, year you're throwing the ball behind guys. And last year we had Mike Williams, Stanley Morgan, anchor and uh, Kurt Warner, and uh, Cade Warner. Blocking. Cade Warner was hurt most of the year. He came in a little bit towards the end. And Mike Williams was almost invisible throughout the year. So he just, I mean, he's a senior, and he just, I don't know. I was kind of shocked about that. I just didn't expect him to not play much this year. So something was going on there. Woodyard was hurt the entire year. Um, he came into a couple games, but right. and those are guys that I expect Cade Warner and Woodyard to get a lot of playing time next year. And then you got JD, and we got some well, some young guys coming. I out hope we have JD. I've heard some talk. Well, 
There's not a lot of rumors. People, Fox, people saying that he could grad transfer somewhere else. No, a, a guy from Minnesota started a rumor that he was going down to the transfer portal and go to go to Minnesota. Um, there was another rumor, another person said that he's not leaving because he didn't. He's not going to graduate uh, in December, okay. so he'll be, or he's not going to graduate in whatever. He's not going to graduate in time to to be able to transfer. So. Um, I don't know. That's a bunch of rumors. JD hasn't come out and said anything. You can say the same thing anyway. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see – if he leaves, he leaves. But um, we still have to have a quarterback that can get the ball. We didn't do right. that well this year. So No, that would be kind of sad if he did because, you know, he's he could, he's already going down as one of the greats. He could mm-hmm. go down as the best, you know. He could, he could pass his boy Stanley yeah. as, like, the best ever. But, yeah, we'll see. I really hope he sticks around because we're definitely going to need some talent at the wide receiver position next year. Oh, yeah. Especially with that schedule like we were just talking about. Oh, yeah, our, our schedules were up next year. Well, especially since three of the teams we played at the beginning of the season are actually playing today. Um, You're talking about uh, Central Michigan. I'm not sure if they won or lost. They were losing late yeah, I can't um, see that. in the MAC championship. Yep. Um, Cincinnati's playing now. I just, when I went upstairs before we started, they were winning um, against Memphis as early as we yep. started. Um, and then... Uh, South Coast State was winning in yeah. their FCS playoff game. Yeah, so we those are our three non-cons next year. And then we got a tough five games at the end. And we of the start season. with Purdue, then we play those three teams. I mean, we play those three teams at home. But then um, after Rutgers, we play at Ohio State, Penn State at home, at Wisconsin, at Iowa, Minnesota at home. Yeah, that's some rough games. So I mean, those are five of the best teams in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, so we got to see some improvements. Um, Zahn's got a question here. Mills really became a good back this year when, did. Um, as the year went on. Started off kind of rough. He got recognition from Big Ten. Well, and as our offensive line got better, he got better too. Well, and we returned the whole offensive line next year. Now, that being said, that's great because they have experience, X number of experience. I said something to my, de- to my dad today about that, and he's like, great. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you're not replacing anybody. You're yeah. throwing a bunch of guys together and yep. hoping that things – not throwing Cam Jurgens in there that's never played center and he's got to play the whole season. Now, you know, the snaps were better down the stretch. Yeah. They were still one or two a game here and there. But you're going to have a, guys that have played together, oh, yeah. guys that are, no, like, probably super close. They're all probably buddies. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and he, he mentioned you know, Mills a little underappreciated. I, I can't disagree with you – or I can't agree with you more than that. Um, yeah, you look at that Wisconsin game, you know, they quit giving him the ball. I'm not really sure why, but yeah. they had a great game. Yeah, I don't know what – and I thought he was kind of limited against Iowa, too. He didn't play nearly as many snaps, I thought. Uh, I don't know, we got banged up because we saw some quiet. And that could be, too. They're really quiet about players being hurt, so yeah. that well, definitely could be a thing. Missouri did fine when he came in. I was excited to see him come in. Yeah. Um, you know, but definitely I think he was underappreciated throughout the year, and I think once we started using him, people started to see him. Kind of like in the Zigbo, like – why have we been playing him all the time? And well, and he could be like a Ziggo next year. Yeah, I certainly would hope. That'd yeah, be, that'd be good. We, I mean, we need it. I mean, last year the offense flowed because we were able to move the ball with a Ziggo. Yep. Uh, Pudi asked about QB position going to next year. I think we got a big it's, battle coming. It's, it's a competition. It's going to be. I mean, it has to be. And I think even Federal's in that competition. I don't think you can throw them out of that sure. competition. Sure. Um, where he came in, he had he had sparks of good plays and uh, good offensive. Uh, uh, sense of mind when he was on the field. So I can't think. I don't think you throw him out of that um, out of that discussion at all. Well, and I mean, Adrian was was Frost's boy, and you know, yep. At this point, he may need to take a step back and say, "I need to get rid of that thought process." He still is our quarterback. Yeah. But if there's somebody better, he needs to play. Especially this year, I understand. Did not want. To burn McCaffrey. To burn McCaffrey's yeah. retro. 100% agree with it. But now, fair game. Good on <laughs> <That was> good. <laughs> uh, Terry asked, uh, just watched the Big 12 Championship. OU's head coach was holding his little girl. Will we ever see Scott, Scott Frost's little boy and wife when we start winning? Absolutely. I mean, you don't see it normally on a, on a regular season win. Um, but hopefully uh, we see it in the next couple of years. We see a uh, championship game or um, – Maybe a bowl win or whatever it might be where yeah. we see him and his little guy on the sideline. And I see it coming. It's just a matter of one. Well, um, and Matt, you might be seeing Lincoln Riley with his little girl on the Cowboys sideline. I don't know. There's a lot of talk about <laughs> Urban Meyer, too, which I would really start not liking the Cowboys. Um, 
Um, no, I, I think, you know, we got to start winning. We got to create that culture of winning. Um, what's crazy, and we'll talk here in a little bit, about recruiting is not really slowing down. Uh, right. We're still getting a lot of good recruits coming in. Maybe not all the four and five stars, and people want to see that more than anything else, but uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, okay. So Rhett mentioned Joe Burrow wanted to come to Nebraska. Add that to the list of atrocities and poor decisions for Nebraska. I want to get away from the Joe Burrow talk. I'm not sure it's actually, he necessarily wanted to. It was He was just asked the question about Nebraska, and he said that they didn't reach out to him. Yeah. And not saying that he didn't want to. I, that, well, that, wasn't, did. I don't know. that wasn't Frost that didn't reach out to him the no, first it was, time. No, it was Riley. It was under Riley. And, you know, maybe it was, we don't think we can get this kid. And maybe that was Riley's thought process. Maybe. You know, I don't think Frost is that way because we're still going after recruits that are committed mm-hmm. to places. Yep. So um, when it was Frost, he had a decision to make. I chose Adrian Martinez. Yep. I'm going to stick with Adrian Martinez. So I'm not. And Martinez transferred from, or he decommitted from Tennessee right. to come to Nebraska. Nebraska. So and at that point, you know, Burrow, I get it. People were saying, you know, why wouldn't you, you know, have Martinez come in and Burrow so that you could have something. And, you know, there's a lot of ifs and yeah. buts. Why didn't you say that uh, what's-his-name was going to be a starting quarterback last year so he didn't transfer before the season? Well, so tell me this. Would Joe Burrow be in the same spot as Adrian Martinez with the same offensive line? He's got a better offensive line at uh, right. LSU. He's got a better uh, core of offensive players around him at LSU. And and their defense is good, too. I mean, you have so many different things going on. It's, it's not apples and apples. It's apples and oranges. So you can't really say, if it came to Nebraska, we'd be in this, this spot in the championship game right. for the Big I, Ten today. I understand. Which is why. I understand oh, the frustration because I get it. when you miss out on a player, it's like, man, how? But he didn't, oh, he, he, didn't he didn't even have that great of a year last year. Well, did he play last year? Yeah, he, he played LSU last okay. year. Okay. I didn't that's why, that out last year. That's or? why this year they were talking about him having kind of a breakout year, and I'm like, or like a really good year this year. I'm like, he didn't do great last year. It wasn't bad, but Adrian Martinez, who the hell would have thought that he would have had a huge step back from last year? Right. The way he did. I mean, he was, yes, everyone was talking about it, the media and fans and everybody about him, Heisman contention. We said 2021, or 20, yeah, 2021, uh, we could see him getting the Heisman. When he was a senior? In his third or fourth year, yeah. Or next year, 2020. Yeah. So we, we thought he could be in that discussion. If the team was, you know, because obviously Heisman, you got to be a contender. But if after the team was that much yeah. better. But after his freshman year, if he came and produced again that way this year, we wouldn't be looking at a non-bowl season. Well, Would we be looking at a Big Ten championship? Maybe not, but we'd still be looking at a bowl game. But he took such a big step back, you no one could have seen that. Well, game. and – I'm not saying that this would have made a difference, but with all the preseason hype, if all that had not been there, I mean, was this would this team have been better? I I think so because yeah. going into that first game against South Alabama, you know, instead of winning by fourteen, if, yeah. they, if, if they're like, man, we should like Martinez was good last year, it's second year under Frost, we should be taking a step forward, but nobody's talking about us. Yeah, let's prove them wrong. We're yeah. not preseason ranked. Like, come on. So yeah. next year. Who knows? I'm glad that we probably won't be preseason ranked. <laughs> no. We shouldn't be. No. Um, so, so we have something yeah. to prove, and I, I think we will. Yeah, so right, I, I understand because a lot of people have asked that question. I don't think it was an atrocity by Nebraska. It was just – it was a miss, but is it as bad of a miss as everyone says? Who knows? I mean, he may or may not have been as successful in Nebraska. It's a different type of offensive scheme in the SEC than it is in the Big Ten. So, um, yay or nay. However people want to feel about it, you think it's an atrocity, that's fine. Um, I, I, I can understand it because they're one of the best teams, if not the best, and he's probably going to win the Heisman. Yeah, I mean, it just I don't even just – I just don't think about it personally, about – They talk about it on the radio, and it drives me nuts. I'm sick of hearing yeah, about it. So it's not, not nothing that you read. I understand the question <laughs> and the frustration, but um, that's just too hard to say. Yeah, they've been talking about it for a long time, it. yeah. Um, if we went after every – Every Husker legacy kid, I mean, who knows? Not all of them are going to be great football players. So, um, Zom, yeah, Zom mentioned, you know, how would we know that, that he was going to make a huge step back? Um, Donnie, there will be no Heisman talk next year. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, but hopefully, hopefully without that talk, as Jimmy said, we have some less of a bigger standard for ourselves as far as is what we need to play up to what the media thinks of us and more of we know what we can do on the field, let's just go and prove ourselves. 
you know, something I am excited about, not to look too much forward, but, you know, hopefully we, we can write this ship and turn mm-hmm. things around. Um, you know, we play Oklahoma in yeah, 2021, 2022. Yep. Um, you know, those are going to be years that we have, you know, Martinez or McCaffrey and Wandale and these guys, upperclassmen. Yeah, because, you know, those guys are going to be good. They just need to put on some weight. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a little yeah. swig out there. We'll, we'll have guys like uh, Javin Wright, we'll have Darian yeah. Chase. We'll have guys who, who that, knows? I mean, people didn't even talk much about the redshirt freshman that maybe got in for a couple snaps. Ramirez Johnson is going right. to be here still. So we have so much to look forward to, and we saw some sparks of that freshman walk-ons, the freshmen and the redshirts when they played. We had a lot to really look into and be like, holy crap, like next year and the year after that could be at the time when we finally start to turn the ship a little bit. Well, and we need to, we need to get some, you know, we need to get some big guys up front. I know we have big guys up front on both sides, but yep. we need to be better yep. on both sides. I mean, you look at all these teams, the reason that they win is because they have the offense and, you know, how many offensive defensive linemen from Alabama go in the first round? I know Alabama's yeah. not in the playoffs this year, but, you know, sure. that's where it starts. As um, I mentioned, you got to give Martinez the benefit of the doubt. Um, Agreed. No deep threat uh, to stretch the defense. That Agreed. was – I told um, I talked about that this year. Yep, that's who we had. Uh, yeah, we had Stanley last year as a deep threat. Martinez – or um, J.D. It doesn't have the size to really be a deep threat. He needs to be a short route and run and go. Right. He's and, not a and, team route guy. And he can go deep, and we threw him, you know, yeah. not deep, but deep enough. Yep. But you're right. We didn't have a deep threat, and I thought Ken Wynoa was going to be that, and he wasn't. So that so, was a miss to me. Yeah, so we couldn't stress the defense. Um, and the line was not stellar, to say the least, is what Zon said. They definitely got better. Um, they did. So, yeah, I mean, I think we definitely need to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think we have a lot to look forward to. And I'm Hopefully, not saying that he's not going to be the quarterback next year. Yeah. He could easily flip the script and go back to the way he was as a freshman. Yep. And then everybody's going to love him again. Yeah. Uh, Ross says Martinez just wasn't comfortable all year. Uh, no trust he, in line. He looked, he looked like he was playing not to get hurt or that he didn't feel um, – he wasn't trusting of maybe his offensive line, maybe the wide receiver – core that we have, yep. you know, obviously his safety blanket was to throw to JD and Wanda. And that was really all that, you know, yes. we had. So um Danny says brighter days are coming. Um Ross also says schedule the next year is gonna be killer like we just talked about. It sure, is next year is tough. It is and we're those other teams well, are gonna have turnaround and, and, as well. And we, we, we say there's three teams, you know, our three non cons are playing today. I don't know what type of you know, they could have seven players on offense, seven players on defense graduating yeah. you know they could have a quarterback graduating and then have nobody yep and lsu with a big sack uh, but <laughs> anyway um and kyle mentioned you know martinez seems to be missing the accuracy of a good qb with poor overthrows does the does the door open next year for luke um would love to see the offense to be a run to not be a run screen and option so i mean we, we talked about a little bit earlier probably missed it kyle i do think luke um i think the door is open for him to take that number one spot it's going to be a good competition in the offseason. Again, Martinez, he's going to have to go back to his confidence as a freshman coming in without that weight on his shoulder of Heisman talk, this and that, playoff team, uh, being ranked in the season. I think a lot of that got into his head. We talked about that with uh, Brandon Kenny as well, how much that's, the social media weighs you down if you look at right, it. Right, because he said he got rid of the Twitter. Um, so he said it's amazing how much that gets in your head and you, you, you try to play for something other than yourself. And I don't think he played for himself and his teammates. I think he was trying to play up to the hype. He's, he keeps saying, I let down our coach. He, I think he looks at himself and he wants to be well, what Scott Frost was. And I think and I don't know if that's knows, all his fault. I think he realizes that Frost is in, you know, especially going 4-8 and eight the first year, that he's in a spot where he needs, with this, with this fan base, that he needs to win quick. And yeah. he wants to do that for him so that Frost can do it for us yes. and the state and the fans. Yeah. Um, and I think he put a little bit too much on himself. Oh, he does. And I think he, the more he looks at it as this is a team game, it's not all me, which a lot of quarterbacks do that. They put all the pressure on themselves. And I think if maybe he takes some of it off himself and says, hey, line, block. Give me a block. Like, let me do my thing. I can't do it without you. Like, help me out here. Like, not in a demeaning way, but 
I need you. Like, you're my teammate. Right. Let's do this together. Let's win this together. But I need you to get a little bit bigger push. Help me out on this play. Like, those types of things. Um, again, we're not college football players. Never were. Um, not coaches by not any coaches, means. But, you know, we see these things on the field. And it's not, it's not the one-time thing. It's repetitive stuff. We see it over and over again. You see the screen pass over and over again. One thing that I would love to see, Kyle, you mentioned the run screen option. I think the screenplay only works if you have a good offensive line to help you run it because they got to get downfield and block. Yep. <laughs> and the, screw, the, the swing pass, got to get rid of that unless we have guys that can block on the outside and we're not outnumbered. And we, instead of having two guys lock up on one defender, they block their guys. And that's what happened multiple times this year is we had two guys blocking one defender rather than two guys blocking two defenders. The, the, the way I see the swing pass, because you do see it from some of these other teams, you know, the organs and, and teams like that, they work. You know why they work? No catch. Um, the reason that they work is because they set up a run. Yep. You know, they can run the ball. They establish a run. They establish all kinds of things so that you can do that mm-hmm. instead of Nebraska just doing it here, doing it here. It's, it's so easy to read or so easy to expect because you see Wandale or J.D. go one way or the other. Yeah. It's, it's the consistency of our offense to be able to run a screen pass. Yep. The consistency of the offense to get that run game. And you have to be game. able to win first down every, every time. And, and be a threat on both sides. Be a threat with the run and the pass. We didn't have that. Right. Um, you can't go swing pass on first down and lose four yards, and then you set yourself back to where you're in third and long. Yeah. Well, I do think, um, I'm guessing, Kyle, you mentioned the, with the option, you mentioned the, like the RPO, I'm guessing, run pass option, uh, where um, we don't even know what's going to happen. with Is Martinez going to take it? Is he hand it off? Is he going to pass it? Yeah. Um, I, I think the, I think we do that too much. When we do that, it's very predictable when Martinez is going to take it. No one's, in the, no one's in the backfield, and we got a third and three. We know he's going to take off and run. Right. We are way too predictable um, in that offense, and we, that's, where we need to not, that's where we need to make changes and adjustments is to not be so predictable with our offensive play calling. But when you're only doing certain plays, you are predictable. I will say we did this against Iowa. We did it against Ohio State a couple other times throughout the year, which I, would, which I loved and I want to see more of it. And we're going to see with Luke, too, I think, is the actual option play. Yeah. It, it worked when we ran it. When we ran it against Ohio State three or four times in a row, then we threw the interception. If we would have kept running that play, they know how to stop it. The Big Ten does not know how to stop an option. No one, no one in college football, uh, except for maybe like even Georgia Tech and those teams. They run that triple option all the time. But if you're running a true option play, we were successful at that this year. I want to see more of that. It was nice to see run running the option and not. It wasn't Taylor Martinez running the option under Bo. That's what Taylor can pitch to his left. Pitch he can pitch to his right. Half the left. time it was, it ended in a fumble no, or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I thought every time they ran, like, I'm off of my seat. Like, oh, my God, this is great. You know, we, we like to harp a lot of, on the defense because, you know, they're not tackling and this and that. But, you know, the offense not being able to – push the ball and sustain. sustain drives really put a lot of pressure on the defense. And I think in a lot, especially in the big 10 games, mm-hmm. they got worn down Yeah, and it's understandable because, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin, they're grabbing the ball, handing it off, coming mm-hmm. right at you. Eight minute drives. Yeah. Nine minute drives. And so, you know, it's easy to point fingers at the defense, but when the offense isn't getting the job done, yeah, it's it's just as much their fault, in my opinion. So. Absolutely. Um, Ross says, full rebuild, nothing quick about it. I'd rather take the time to do it right. Seems like Scott's sacrificing the now for a better future. I think so, too. Um, it did seem like, when we talked about it, there was players that probably could have played more or probably they maybe could have thrown in, but yep. either they weren't sure if they were ready, didn't know the playbook, maybe they weren't yep. at the weight they want them to be. But, in a you know, a guy like Wanda, you have to have on the field. But guys that probably could have played, I yeah. think that they are playing for the future. And I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you also saw the guys that were seniors talking about this team's going, like, it's going somewhere. Like, yeah. you, you, we see it. We see the formula. We see what Frost is doing. It didn't happen last year or this year, but we see where it's going. Lamar Jackson was like, you guys have no idea what the formula he's doing right. and what he's doing. <laughs> and so I definitely agree. We are building for the future. We're not building for the now. And, 
And I think that's smart. I do think, now Frost did say year two is where you're going to see things turn around. But I also thought that his my his process was, you know, we have Martinez who had a great, great year. He's going to come back and have another great year. And without that, that quarterback to kind of lead the team as far as stats and the way he was on the field with his confidence level, I think that hurt us a little. It took us back. But next year, the year after that, I mean, we should see wheels turn a little bit more. We got more guys that we, again, we haven't even touched on guys like um, Jimmy Fritz and um, Ty Robinson and Ben Hart. And the guy, these guys are going to be in next year full time. These guys are going to be on the lines. They're going to be pushing up to those, um, pushing into the secondary and right. these guys pushing and into the backfield. And we haven't talked about it. Right. And, you know, like I said, all those, all those offensive linemen, I believe, are back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. A guy like Ben Hart could push the, you know, push a starting role. Um, obviously, Ty Robinson's going to have to fill in. We are going to lose most, most of our starters on defensive line. And Ty got some playing time this he year. He did. Yep. Um, and, you know, you got Garrett Nelson out there. Yeah. Around. And um, I think more than Garrett's energy should energize anybody else on right. that defense. And I was talking to somebody, I think it was uh, one of my other cousins on my dad's side, but he said, you know, I like that. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> the fuck? That pass just got uh, knocked down. He caught it? I think so. Uh, That's incredible. But <laughs> I, I said something. I was like, oh, I really like Garrett Nelson, you know. And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, he's flying all over the place, but, you know, he's not really – he's not necessarily where, where he needs to be. And I'm like, well, you know what? When, you, when, you, when you're flying around, you, you know, it, it's better than not flying around. Yeah. And eventually you're going to figure it out. Yeah. So – I mean, at this point, I'd say he's in a good position. So yeah, I, I think that uh, Ross mentioned talks about a little about the culture, and um, you know, a lot about culture. I, I work in human resources, and a lot of the cult, talk about culture is is the way you treat each other, the way the tra- players treat each other, the way the coaches treat the players. That that's what culture is. Is how I want to be treated the way that I should be treated, and I'm not going to listen until I know that you hear me. And and that has to be a, a give and take between the coaching staff and the players and the players to the players and the coaches to the coaches. And it is a huge culture shift. So I do see some of that shifting. You can hear it in the way the freshmen and the underclassmen talk. Um, and they, they see this. Guys, we're, we're turning the ship. You guys don't see it in the record, but these younger guys are going to make it happen. And right. that type of leadership you need from freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. It's not just your senior leadership. You need that throughout the entire team to really build that strong culture of trust, that strong culture of I believe in the guy next to me, and I believe in the guy 40 yards downfield that I'm throwing a pass to. Yeah. You know, that's where we have to get that culture and that belief back to. Well, and I even think Frost kind of touched on it, and I don't think he was necessarily throwing Riley under the bus, but he said, you know, these these upperclassmen, you know, they have not been in a winning Culture. Yeah. They, they have not, you know, they've kind of got in a rut of a certain way things are. And I do like the way, you know, I was kind of talking to Serge about it today. <laughs> you know, you see Minnesota this year and we, or year three under yeah. Black, you know, a lot, you know, they had like the youngest team. They were like all freshmen. Yeah. Well, now those guys are sophomores or, you know, maybe they were redshirt freshmen. So now they're either redshirt freshmen or sophomores. And, you know, they had a 10 and 2 year. They, last week, they, had, rolling a, that they boat. had a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship, potentially the college football, you know, a chance at a college football playoff. So I'm not saying that that's necessarily where we're going to be next year, but it can happen, especially when you kind of do a full rebuild. So yeah. I think that aside from a lot of these seniors that are now gone, a lot of these players are either freshmen or redshirt freshmen or sophomores. So Absolutely. Um, I have... I have high expectations still. So Kyle mentions year three, lost to Purdue, Colorado, aren't excuses, rebuilding. That, this year was year two, Kyle. Um, but you're right. We shouldn't have lost to Purdue. We shouldn't have lost to Colorado. 100%. Um, I know Indiana had an eight-win season or nine-win season, whatever. I still didn't think that we should have lost to them. No. And I think a lot of that was time management, clock management, and the way we the way we ran the offense and executed or didn't execute cost us those games. And, and again, you – you put that on not only the guys executing the play, but, again, when you talk about culture, this is coaches, too. It's not just right. players. You got to put it on our play caller, Scott Frost, and the way we called some of those plays down the stretch in some of those games where we could have won the game. So um, I, I do I do agree with you, Kyle, that uh, year three is when we're coming. 
Yeah, you don't have leniency this year, Kyle. I'm with you, buddy. I, I don't want to see losses of teams like a two-win I mean, Purdue. We, we played we played Purdue the first game of the season. Yeah. I, I expected a W that first game. I know it's a conference game, and we lost to Purdue two out of the last three years. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. not three out of the last three it's years. Two. But, but, Kyle, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, the, the leniency, um, I think – I think some of this, like, yeah, we're talking, we're kind of giving them some breathing room, we're giving them kind of excuses here and there, which seems like it's repetitive from last year. And, that, again, you got a lot of young kids plus a lot of guys that went through a really crappy culture of we're entitled, we don't have to do this, we don't have to work out, we don't have to show up to practice, and then when we do, we don't have to work hard. I mean, that's not just rumors. Like, that is guys actually saying we weren't expected to do this. People that right. are inside the facility saying – they weren't expected to be in the weight room. They didn't watch what they were eating. A lot of things were wrong with that program under Riley. He was so relaxed, completely opposite of Bo, which is what their goal was. They didn't want another Bo coming in, and they com- they picked the complete opposite of where, hey, I don't give a shit. You guys do what you want to do. You don't got to show up. You don't want don't want to show up. Don't show up. That's fine. But you know, be cool to see you in the weight room. No, no. Yeah. This, this is you. You are playing for an NFL spot. At the next level, if you want to play college football, this is what you need to do. It's, it well, is what it is. And we, that wasn't expected. We, it wasn't expected. We've kind of, or I kind of talked about it, you know, the seniors, they went through three defensive coordinators, you know. That's tough. I yeah. mean, you're talking every year you're trying to do something different. I know people are saying, get rid of Shenander, get rid of Shenander. You know, at least let them go through three Somebody's knocking on the door. Um, three or four years under this guy, and yeah. then you know, let all these players that you brought in go through that. If that doesn't work, then you know maybe you need to make a change at that point. Yeah, I mean, you you give them a contract for a reason because you think they can get it done in this amount of years. Not in year two they're going to get it done. And with our defense, yeah, we do harp on our defense a lot, but you did see a lot of really good play by our defense throughout the year at times. It wasn't consistent. It wasn't every game, four quarters. That's what we got to get to. But that comes down to part of that expectation set by his predecessor, Mike Riley, of the workouts, the weight room, the training, the eating right. All that stuff was not right when Frost came in. To turn that around and turn that expectation around, and, again, Ross mentioned culture, that culture and those expectations by the coaching staff are different than what they were when these guys were freshmen, sophomores. That has to, that takes time to switch their mindset and really get them in shape. And get them all on the same page for, you know, four years. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, guys, we're going to have the coaches that we have. If things don't go right right away, Mm -hmm. we're going to work at it and work at it and work at it. Again, whoever had commented we're not, I'm not trying to make any excuses. Yeah. I'm just trying to say, you know, we've gone through this where something doesn't work and you make a change yeah. and you do it, at, you know, in a short period of time. Let it go. Let it go for a little bit here. Yep. See what happens. If a change needs to be made. I mean, we have Frost tied up for I don't even know how many years now. <laughs> See what happens. Let him do his thing. If a change needs to be made, then he'll make it. Yeah. And we'll see what happens then. But don't jump to conclusions after two seasons. Yeah. I do like the the way Kyle mentioned it. He, he doesn't want to give any leniency to next year. I think some of those... Well, maybe that's those, those I like the way yeah, you put that, too. But those, those excuses have to stop after year two because now you have your guys that should be playing majority of the time. They are at your majority guys. Of positions, yes. At majority of positions. Now, you do watch some of the teams that are winning consistently. What do you notice on the offensive-defense side of the ball? These guys play together three, four years. Yeah. They're not – I've been here for two years. I've been here for one year. I've been here. I'm a, I'm a senior. I'm a fifth-year senior. These guys mesh together as freshmen, and they, they, they came in together through that season. They came in together, or, you know, maybe they were a redshirt, and they kind of helped out in recruiting, or yeah. reached, you know, somebody from their, their city or their high school or their area, whatever, um, or even just guys that came on recruiting visits. Maybe they showed them around. Yeah. Came so so we got guys that are going to be growing up together in the Scott Frost system that this is going to get better. But we don't have that right now. Next year we'll have a little bit more of it. In year four we're going to have a lot of it. Well, and, you know, maybe next year at this time we're saying, hey, something needs to be done different. Yep. 
maybe, maybe that is the case. And I know like <laughs> that schedule is tough, like we've mentioned. So that's going to be definitely interesting to see. But, yep. Um, but you never know. You might have more coaching changes. You're going to have players leaving and coming and going throughout all these teams that we play. So year to year is going to be so much different. Oklahoma, who knows? They're going to have their sixth grad transfer in a row as a quarterback. Who knows? Right. <laughs> I, I mean, mean they, they had like a five-star quarterback on the bench because they brought in Hurts. Yeah. So I mean, he redshirted, whatever. And is Lincoln Riley going to be a pro coach? Who knows? So a lot of things can happen, but, Max, it's coming. It is. Um, I, I it just certainly hope so. Yeah, I think Frost didn't realize, like Ross said, as bad as he didn't realize it was as bad as it was when he got in there, and he thought he got rid of some of those culture cancers, if you will. Um, in year two, I think some of them were still around, and some of those processes and, and changes, we had some issues in the off season. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we don't really need to get into that, but but we um, did, and that 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 messes with the team. Right. Yeah, guys that build relationships with well, each other, and you lose your friends, you lose your guys on your team, and. And that, that happens to a team, and that's all part of that. Especially culture. when, you know, you got a starting running back that was an absolute stud last year. Mm-hmm. And he was great for a couple games. You know, he got dinged up and then getting in trouble and then not being a part of the team the rest of the year. Yep. So somebody that, you know, you're really relying on. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things to look at this year. Um, we saw some good stuff. We saw a lot. Of, we saw more bad stuff and stuff we want to question than I really wanted to see this year. I think next year is, you know, Ross says seven, five, eight, and four will be good enough. Will be good enough. You know, honestly, I don't know if you're asking as a fan base, eight and four hopefully is good enough. Um, eight and four is going to be tough to get to next year, though. We've right. got to see I a mean, lot of things change. A seven and five with that schedule next year might be what needs to happen. But I, I'm going to stick with my prediction from this year and say next year we are, we're eight and four. I said this year I thought we'd see a turnaround for four and eight to eight and four. We saw five and seven. Um, do we have the talent? Again, it, Frost mentions we don't have the talent, we don't have the talent, we don't have the talent. Is it talent for the offense he wants to run is my guess is what he's saying, but we got talent on the team. We got to use it. And we got we to gotta play to that talent, not play – we're going to still try to run the game all on a run, but we don't have the talent there yet, so we're still going to do these plays without the talent, and then I'm going to say we don't have talent. I think it's let, – let's do what we can do right instead of saying I don't have talent on the team because there's talent there. Well, and I can only hope that, you know, we like we've kind of said, you know, some guys that maybe we could have played or should have played and, and didn't. Going forward, I mean, you're playing the best guys at this point. Yeah. Um. I know you could have easily said that this year, you know, you plan for the future, but from here on out, that has to be the way it is. Yeah, and I think I think next year we're going to see a lot of these redshirt freshmen come in next year and get a lot of playing time. We're going to be like, damn, like, this is what we were waiting for. This is what we were waiting for, and we didn't see it because I, I forgot 90% of the recruits that we had as redshirt freshmen because we didn't see them. And so we're going to get to see these guys come in after a full year of, in the in the weight room, eating right, conditioning, and under these coaches, one full year. We have other guys in their second full year, uh, two and a half years under them. Some of these guys, and they're going to be coming full swing. And I think that's when you see some of that turn. Is like, holy crap, this is what Frost was talking about. That's my hope. <laughs> that is my hope. And that's I know, I know he said multiple times, "Oh, just wait for year two. That's when it's going to be." And I know that's what happened at UCF, but uh, going to the Big Ten, going to Nebraska. Um, yeah, it might be four yeah. instead of two. Yeah. So, uh, Ross mentioned you know seven to five while competing in some of those big games. That's a very it's, very good point right there. Seven and five, and you know, and not that I want to be seven and five. Who wants to be seven and five? But I just want to be a way, team. right with the way we've been. <laughs> do that the last few years. You know, we did play with Wisconsin, played with Iowa. Yeah. You know, the games against Ohio State and Minnesota, we got blown out. Um. And we were in. Which was funny because Ohio State last year we lost by five, and we beat Minnesota last year. That is actually. So it's, it's a little funny because this uh, year we got it wasn't close. But then you know, it seems like all those close games other than Northwestern we lost. Yeah. And it was like right at the end we lost and just even more made it worse. Yeah, I did. But I think win those games and then compete whether you win or lose in those Penn State. Was at Wisconsin, yeah. at Iowa, Minnesota. 
You, you know, you just made a really good point. You look at Iowa, Indiana, Purdue, and Colorado. Look at those four games. Look at the way we lost those games. Probably. I think it was a total of like 14 points with yeah. all those four games. You flip those those four games around, guess what? We got nine wins on this season. We're nine and three, which is what I thought we could get to. I never would have guessed we would have lost to three of those four teams. Iowa, I would, well, actually, I actually thought Ron, uh, if Rondell Moore was playing, that Purdue would have had a lot better season, but he was out almost every game. Yeah, and we lost Purdue without him. So Yeah, and so I, and I, so I did think we would lose to that. I said but, we could beat Purdue next year on the first game, but yeah, I kind of forgot about him. So he wasn't even in the game, so he didn't even have an impact. But I do think you look at those games, those four games. You're winning 17 to nothing at Colorado. Yeah. Um, you're winning in pretty much every single one. Well, not the Iowa. Yeah. Not the Iowa game, but. But we came back. We had a chance had to win. And had the, yeah, yeah. And so I think you look at those four games and how we lost those games, I think that makes it worse than anything else is the way we lost those games. And that's kind of been the story for the last three or four seasons. Pretty much since we started doing our show, maybe we should quit. No, fine. <laughs> um, all right, so I got, that's enough on Nebraska. I do right. think next year more things coming. Uh, we're about 46 minutes in. Let's talk a little bit about the um, recruiting. So, um, biggest thing I want to just mention on recruiting is we lost one of our recruits, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he committed nine days before he decommitted. So uh, he was also the second JUCO commit after the one linebacker that we got committed. Um, 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, 15 minutes later. Uh, what's his last name? Hodges, is that? Yeah. Uh, he commits, and then nine days later he decommits. And they had just visited him like 24 hours earlier. So I think he said he said to someone on Twitter, like, Someone said, "Why do you decommit?" He said, "Ask coach." Listen, we're recruiting linebackers. We we don't Did we you are not deep. See how bad the linebackers were. We are not deep. We do have Honus back. We do have um, Doman back. back. Sullivan is going to be Miller, there. He... Colin Miller's back. Alex Davis is not. Right. Um, but we get Colin Miller back. So we have we don't have a lot of depth though. So we got to build that depth. And he's a JUCO player. He wants to come in and play right away. If we're recruiting guys like Caden Johnson out of Iowa, the yeah. top prospect, the top linebacker out of Iowa. And he's, right now, Crystal Ball is Nebraska. Uh, we should hear probably this weekend or early this next week, and then signing, early signing days coming up. Um, I think a lot of that is, is now, the linebacker. who's redshirting, I'm not even entirely sure on that front. Mm-hmm. I'd have to take a, a deeper look into that. Yep. He is probably, I'm, I'm guessing he's the guy that wants to go to a school where he's going to play right away. And, and SMU is probably a school that you can go play right yeah. away. And so they say, dude, where he's gonna go. you got to come in and compete for your job. You just don't get handed anything. He's right. like, all right, fine. <laughs> he just, I'm gone. Yeah. So, you know, that's fine. He can go do his thing at SMU. Good luck. But we're still recruiting linebackers. But that's people, probably what happened. They probably said, they probably said, he probably said, are you still recruiting linebackers? And they yeah. said, yes. That is the position that we really, really need to fill. Yep. And I, I think. Whether it's JUCO or just depth. And this, this is what happens with the social media era nowadays. Is people get so caught up in what's reported on recruits, and they get so strung up on guys decommitting and committing and decommitting. Listen, it happens. They just had four guys from FSU decommit, a guy, uh, Coates, at Colorado decommitted from Colorado. So I think he, we're number one on his list. He just had an official visit this last weekend, I believe. Um, so I think people need to get well, less caught up and, in that. And people getting upset about people committing and then decommitting and recommitting and decommitting. Do you remember what happened to Wondell Robinson? Yeah, yeah. He, I, I don't know if he had committed to Nebraska. Never did, no. But it, he was it, first of all with Nebraska. He was first of all like 90% to Nebraska. And and then he went to commit, in 12 it hours. flipped. Yeah. And, you know, then he changed his mind. And are you upset about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand people being upset about recruits decommitting or whatever. I, you know, when I see it, I, I definitely don't want to see it, especially nine days after you commit. You, you got 17, 18-year-olds. I mean... I know Juco kid might be 19, 20, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, recruiting is, is interesting, and I know people get super into it. Um, I follow it. I mean, I follow it quite, quite a bit. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, check out Wisconsin. They got three-star offensive linemen that are, that are studs. Never caught it. And, yeah, I think I agree with you. So, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to – to get upset about recruiting, yeah. um, I think Nebraska's like in the mid to bottom 20s or maybe low 30s. Uh, we'll end up in the top 20. Depending on which site you use. 
But, um, I mean, at this point, I think it's more, we just need a few more, if anything, to be down. Yeah. Um, if anything, we just need some more commits. And yeah. I know, are these ones early signees? Or I guess some of them could be. Some of them could be, yeah. Okay, because then there's another, well, there's two different signing periods, I guess. Yeah. There's plenty of time. Yeah, I, um, people just need to kind of hold their horses on it because you, you're going to get guys commit to Nebraska, and if they decommit, guess what? We did, That's fine. They don't want to come here. That's fine. We got guys that do want to come here, do want to play. We have a lot of walk-ons that are committing, and we got a lot of JUCOs that we're making offers to, and some are committing. I think we talked about this with Brandon. When you bring in the JUCOs who have experience, you bring in the walk-ons who, uh, let's see, you're a great player, but we're not going to offer you a scholarship because we don't know right. if you're going to play or at least start. You create a lot of competition internally with those players. you got the walk-ons not pushing the scholarship players. And yep. different things like that. And then you got guys pushing the JUCO guys, and the JUCO's leading the younger guys and showing them some stuff. So you have a lot of continuity there that I think is healthy for the system and for the team, but you got to just take a step back. I think we'll be roster the top 15 in recruiting. I think from here on out, I think we will. Um, I think tough. Yeah, the, we were, what, 18 this What were we this year? We were I top mean, 20. We were 18, 19. Was it that or high? Or we finished 20. I can't remember. Either way, I think I think we're top twenty-five, maybe top thirty. I'm not even top twenty-five. Either way, I think we'll get there. It's just we have to start winning, though. <laughs> I mean, at this point, from here on out, I think it is so, going to be more because you know before it was you know we're trying to build something, we're trying to build something, and I know they can still use that card, but I think we need to get some W's. Yeah, we <laughs> so do. that we can. You know, they call them down? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the college football playoff right now. So we had Oregon and Utah last night. If Utah wins, Utah should be in the playoff. Utah loses to Oregon. Oregon whooped them up by 22 points. Um, and, you know, they made it 23-15 at one point, but it was not that close to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – at one point it was 23-15. to yeah, yeah. yeah, and at that point, that was that was really the only chance where I'm like, maybe I turned the game back on, and then I saw Oregon start to run away with it. I'm like, whatever, I'm not turning it back on. Um, it's, hard, it's hard for me to watch the full game. I'm not really committed to the game. I don't really care. The the only thing was I was I was curious to see, you know, if Utah lost that game, which obviously they did, yep. um, that was going to make today interesting. Yeah. So not that I necessarily wanted them to lose, because I don't want two SEC teams to make it, but... Like you said, you weren't really cheering for Oklahoma to win, so you were kind of wanting Utah to win. I just kind of want chaos at this point. When Nebraska's not in there, which obviously they haven't been for a while, I just like <laughs> chaos. So I don't want LSU to lose to Georgia in this game, though. Because then you get two SEC teams. Correct. Right? Because then you'll see, more than likely, Ohio State play LSU in the one-versus-four matchup in the semifinal, and that, to me, is more than likely the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Because then if Georgia if Georgia wins the SEC championship, Oklahoma is the champion of Big Twelve. You gotta look at who beat who, and then you gotta look at your losses, which I don't think they really do. Otherwise, Georgia would not be even in the playoff discussion because they lost to a, a four and eight um, South Carolina team at home, at home to a third string quarterback. Um, but that's just the way it is, and they kind of just well, glossed it over as if it didn't happen. Fortunately for them. They kept winning after that, and other teams faltered. Yes. So they have the luck of the draw there, but I, I think LSU is going to hold on to win this game. Um, Oklahoma, we just saw them beat Baylor um, in overtime. You know what better way to go into a championship game going to overtime? Uh, Baylor had to fight back from ten nothing in the first it quarter. Did, it did look like uh, Oklahoma might run away with it. Baylor took the lead at half, yeah. and it looked like Oklahoma might run away with it again. They had a ten point lead. Yep. Baylor came back and actually, with three minutes left, could have scored to win the game yep. potentially or go up by four. Yep. Um, they ended Held up to kicking a, no, they kicked the field goal tied, right. um, and then it went to overtime. And Oklahoma went boom, 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 and scored, and yep. Baylor went sack, sack. Yeah, sack, sack, almost out of sack. Yeah. Um, so Oklahoma wins the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, they are more than likely in. They're, they. Sh- and 
you know, they lost to K-State. At least K-State's ranked. <laughs> uh, K-State was ranked 24th at the end of the season. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> so at least it was a ranked uh, team. But Oklahoma will get in as long as LSU wins, Ohio State wins, Clemson wins. Okay. Oklahoma so should be four. What happens, Uh-oh. you know, if, if, if Ohio State and LSU win like they should, what happens at this point if Clemson loses? Clemson loses. I think Clemson's still in. I think Oklahoma prior, would, would they be at four? Probably. You jump Oklahoma that high? Well, they'd be a conference champ. They'd be a conference champ, and you would lose to Virginia in your last game of the season when you should be playing your best football. And they couldn't, they couldn't jump Oregon up that high. Um, no. No, you would have could be you, you would have Oklahoma, I think, at three, and then you'd have Clemson at four at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's... nothing schedule, and then you lose your conference championship and you still make it in. I, I, I think it's... That would be pretty crazy to see, but there's, I mean... Alabama lost. They are not there waiting in the wings. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, they got knocked out at 12. Uh, <laughs> knocked out of the top 10. And everybody else. You oh, know, my Utah God. lost. Uh, I mean, Baylor lost, so they're not going to be in there. Yep. Baylor lost I mean, twice, though. You, yeah. Wisconsin, <laughs> I mean, somebody Wisconsin said, 12. Would, would, yeah. would Florida be sitting in the wings at no. nine having a chance? And I was like, no. absolutely not. So No. No, I, I think I think OU gets in either way. I think either of these one, two, and three Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, any of those teams lose, I think they're still in. I think right now, I think right now, as long as those three teams um, are still there, Georgia Georgia has to beat LSU to get in. Georgia beats LSU. The question will be Georgia, Oklahoma. Who do you put in? I still think Oklahoma gets the nod. Wait, if Georgia wins, I do. Oh, if Georgia wins, they're in. They're at the full spot. I'd hate it. I don't think they should, though. <laughs> if they win, they're in, and then they would be oh, no, she probably would be three. three. Clemson would be two. Georgia would be four. Or, uh, LSU, LSU would be four. Be four. But what if, you know, what? <laughs> you can say a lot of what if, what if, what if, you know. Yep. What if Wisconsin somehow fits? Oh, we're going to lose again. That's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there are a lot of what ifs, but um, I would like – I think the championship game, ideally, I would like to see LSU and Ohio State. Well, I think they oh, yeah, been, 100%. I think those are the two best teams. So you talk about Burrow teams. going from Ohio State to LSU. The storyline would be great. Fields going He's from Georgia. Win the Heisman. Fields is going to be right there behind him. Yep. I think that's probably the best. Well, and at this point, Hurts is probably going to go to the Heisman. You think? Who else? Uh, Chubba Hubbard's probably going to be there. J.K. Dobbins might be there. Chase Young might be there. I don't think feel. I don't think uh, Hurts has a chance. Okay. To be honest, I, I, not that I wouldn't want him to be there. I just don't think he's had that great of a year. He's thrown a lot of interceptions this year. He he's hasn't been. Uh, yeah, I don't. And it's, it's the Big Twelve. <laughs> I, I just. I don't think. I don't even think he's top four right now. Okay. And he's in the top ten, but he's not in top five. Because um, Chuba yeah. Hubbard from uh, Oklahoma, State. Oklahoma State's good. Yeah, and then, I mean, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State is probably above him. Jonathan Taylor's up there. Yeah. Um, Especially if Jonathan Taylor has a big game today. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Jordan Hurts had a good game, but, I mean, not like Heisman. I just don't think he's Heisman caliber as far. But, again, you have said this multiple times that Heisman has been forever tainted since Sue didn't win, McCaffrey didn't win, uh, who was uh, the other running back from Stanford, um, uh, Gebhardt. Getting, uh, Toby Gerhardt. Toby Gerhardt, yeah, Toby Gerhardt. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, don't, I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow. I'm not taking anything away from Justin Fields, but Chase Young is probably the best player in college football. There's never going to get into a defensive guy. I get I it, but they're never going to. Unless, he, he, unless you're like a DB punt returner. Yeah, I just. The only way you're yeah, going to win it. If he's only playing defensive end, I just don't. Again, if Sue didn't win it, he shouldn't have a chance. Right. <laughs> You know, get Sue stats next to him. I, oh, my God. Sue stats that year. It's easy to say as a Nebraska fan that Sue is better than him, but he's pretty dominant. Well, it's two different positions, too. Yeah, the end and, and the end. Exactly. Yeah, it's totally different. Um, I wouldn't even say he's better than him. I think they are very similar in the way they interrupt the game. Um, and I, I don't do oh, yeah, I, mean, I think Jay Young is going to be forced in the NFL. He'll be a stud. Please go to the Cowboys. We need you. <laughs> um, go to the Bucks. They need more than defense. They need more. They need to get their wins. Yes. Um, that's all we got today, guys. Yep. I don't got anything else. Um, hopefully enjoy your college football Saturday. 
Um, Championship we'll be back here soon. We'll get in touch. Uh, thanks to Brandon Kenny who joined us on the show this year. We love you, Adam, Car- Adam Character, you joined us this year as well on the, on the phone. We appreciate you guys joining in and giving us some love. Um, go Big Red. Um, enjoy your football today. We're Two Average Guys. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.